Welcome. This podcast is for women who believe that laughter is the best medicine and honesty is the best policy. This is the Mel and Kel Show. Join us each week as we share real conversations in real life as only girlfriends can do. Hi, I'm Melissa Webb. And I'm Kelly Hatcher. And together we are the Mel and Kel Show. We've been friends for a very long time. And I mean very long time. Long enough to know that life's ups and downs, well, they are best when shared with others. So join us each week as we talk about all things good and bad related to friendship, family, and everything in between. We are so excited to spend time with you. Well, hello, beautifuls, and welcome to the Mel and Kel Show. We are back for another week of Chick Chat. Welcome to episode number 41, and the title this week is Don't Throw a Fit. I know some of you are listening right now just because that title intrigued you, so hang on and we'll get to that, but first, what's up, Buttercup? Uh, Oh, man, I had it. Something Cheeto burrito. (laughs) Nothing Cheeto burrito. Something like that? Fritos, Bolito. What was it? Go ahead. Tell me. Things are neato, Cheeto. Uh-huh. <laughs> so close. It's a butterfly cocoon. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Something good like that. <laughs> well, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, I am um, excited. I put an offer on a house today and hopefully I'll get some good news. But unfortunately, here in Southern California... There's uh, bidding wars now, and I'm not good with bidding because I don't have money to bid high like some of these stupid people that have a lot more money than me. So oh, I'm curious, like how much higher do people go? Let's just use a, a random number. Let's say that somebody is selling a house for a half a million dollars, 500000 How high over that would somebody go these days? Probably up to five fifty. Wow. Yeah. I'm already 10 over. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Is this crazy. called a seller's market, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because sure. it's the time to sell. Yeah, for sure. Bank. For sure. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. I mean, realtors are loving life right now because there's in the market. There's no house inventory out here, so people who weren't even planning on moving are like, sell our house. We could make bank and. Get the heck out of Dodge. So I think, I think a lot of people are like, goodbye, California. Yeah, which <laughs> is so, so, so smart. So smart, especially with taxes and stuff. Oh, speaking of taxes, do you want to hear some bad news? Oh, not really. No. Yeah, well, let me tell you anyway. My real estate, <laughs> not my real estate guy, my tax guy Yeah. calls me and says, hey, you owe another $5,500. Um, $5,500? Yeah. Your son um, did his own taxes and you claimed him. I'm like, oh, shigamrigger, shigamrigger. So, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Luckily, he <sighs> caught it and, and it, it won't be a problem. And hopefully, he'll be able to figure out a couple more things. But I'm like, dude, <laughs> oh, I don't want to give man. you any more money. I hate giving. Well, and you know what? I bet it's kind of hard to be grateful at that moment. And you maybe <laughs> wanted to throw a fit. I kind of still do. You think this is a LaCroix in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It looks like a LaCroix can. Oh my gosh. It It looks like the lime, lime flavored LaCroix. Key lime. 
It's oh, not lime. Cool. Lime I don't like. Key lime is so so delicioso. Costco. Um, no, I don't think. Oh, Costco I just has bought a big lime. package of those in Costco, and it said brand new, the key lime flavor. Oh, did they? Good. Yeah. Between this and coconut, and you ready? The best one, limoncello. Ooh, I said that. Kind of, it sounded kind of sexy, though, right? Limoncello. Oh, absolutely. When you say okay. it that way, say it that way again. Limoncello. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All those sexy Italian dudes right now. Hang tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rico. So what? Yeah, that did. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this is kind of a good uh, segue into what we wanted to talk about this week. Because um, I can throw a fit because I don't have a man, right? Is that what we're talking <laughs> there's about? There's that. I think there's a few things we could be throwing fits about, but I actually got to thinking about, you know, we've been talking about thankfulness and and being grateful. We even put a challenge out, the gratitude journal challenge. And um, in talking about all of it, I was like, you know, some people say I have a hard time being grateful and thankful when, when I'm really not. No, some people will say that. Oh, I thought you said you. I'm like, that's a lie. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm very grateful for sure. But there are people who really do struggle with that. Oh, and and absolutely. I thought about, yeah, when we were teachers and would have uh, our kids, we'd be passing things out and we didn't, we were trying to like just calm the chaos. We would use this line. I want to see if you remember it. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. You ingrateful little turd that one (laughs) that that was kelly's internal dialogue she did not (laughs) say that out loud i never said that and it's not ingrateful it's ungrateful so i messed that that up as well um yeah (laughs) remember when we used to say that yeah yep especially when they were little ones when we did the kinders i mean that was definitely and they some of them would like cry like if they didn't get a chocolate cupcake they got a vanilla cupcake i'm like you deserve no cupcake kids do not like getting, not getting what they wanted. I think it's our entitlement world where, oh, we don't want to upset anybody. So we'll always give you what you want in life. And yeah, we didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't do it with our students, nor did we ever do it. Well, I kind of did it with my kids. And so did you like, I, I definitely, I wish I, you know, if I could change some things, I definitely wouldn't have given them as much as I did. But um, yeah, I remember kids just always getting really upset during art or anything we did. And there was a variety, but you, we just passed things out hurriedly because we had like 65 kids. We, we were like chop, chop, chop. And if you're going to sit there and pout, then you choose not to do the art. You know, it was one of those by the time we got to a point where we realized that we do not need to make every single one of these kids happy. It's just not. Well, and I always like that you taught like this little, and that's how life is. Life is full of little teaching moments. And as moms, as teachers, like we have to always have our eyes open for those tiny little teaching moments. But I can remember like birthday parties where, especially where we live, it was always hot most of the year. And especially we were on D track. So we worked all through the summer. Um, People would bring popsicles for kids' birthday parties instead of like a cake or cupcakes. And there'd be multiple flavors, right? And 
you know, kids would be like, I want lime. Don't give me lime. I want cherry. I don't want cherry. And you would use that as such a great time to say, look, you're going to get what you get. Please don't throw a fit. And remember this, this is a gift. Yeah. This is something that you should just receive. Be appreciative. Yeah. And be appreciative of it. Like that is absolutely, I, I always loved that you could turn things around like that. Um, and, but I started to think like, well, what about as adults? Should we follow that same stream of advice? Like if there's something in your life that you're not really happy with, maybe you had hopes or dreams or a life that you imagined that would be different. Maybe, you know, your husband um, early on ended up with an illness. You didn't plan that. So are you just going to have this attitude of, well, I got what I got and I'm just going to have to settle? Or is it possible, even when you can't change the circumstance, to still find the good in it or be okay with it? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on around that. Well, I, you know, the first thing that came to my head was like, if someone was getting engaged and, you know they, the guy proposes and he pops out this ring and it's maybe the, the ring that has no, um, diamonds in it. It might be a little just diamond dust. And that person may be inside going, Oh my gosh, this is a piece of crack. You know, this is ridiculous. I, I wanted, I wanted at least a carrot diamond. And instead of looking at it of, Oh my gosh, I'm engaged. I'm so excited. And you know what, down the road, when we can afford to add on to this ring, it, it, it'll be fabulous. But right now, I'm so thankful that someone wants to spend their life with me. It's, it's taking and looking. Sometimes you may have to look for something to be thankful for. Because sometimes it's not always you know slapped right into our face. So you may have to dig a little bit. But it's always there's always a little something. And not in every situation. I mean, obviously in death and harm and, you know, those type of things, there's not anything good to look at. And that's when you do your mourning. But for things that are happening in our lives, for the most part, there are, there are little things to be thankful for. Um, I'm going to throw out, here's one for me. So uh, my son uh, chose not to stay. He got, he just got out of rehab last week and he chose not to stay at the sober living house. He made it a whopping three hours and he bailed. And of course I'm devastated. Like he, he left again, like, here we go again with our road of addiction, which kills me. Um, here's my, here's my silver lining. Uh, the house that is a, it's a, um, it's a sober living home, but they also have, it's called a PHP and an IOP. And those are to help people in recovery. Once you get out of rehab, you still go to classes and counseling and stuff. Um, I've been asked to talk there now as a, a family recovery coach. They've asked me to come in and talk to families. And, you know, of course I'm, I'm heartbroken that oh, dumb old kid, but you know, this is, I don't, don't know what's going on, but in this yucky time, there's something that now I'm going to be able to go help other families who are probably going through the exact same thing I'm going through, but luckily their kid, their loved one is staying at the house. So I, you know, I know that sounds ridiculous that, okay, but I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful that I met these people, 
even though it was probably a stupid reason why I met these people, not stupid, but uh, you know, not a good reason, but now here I am able to work with this, this facility. So I don't think that sounds ridiculous at all, Kelly. And I actually think it is a really great example that we can't be so drastic on either side of the belief. So like, if I go back to the wedding ring that you just said, like if, if that young bride were to say, okay, no, I love my ring. I love my ring. I love my ring. You know what? Her brain's not going to believe that because she doesn't love the ring. The thought has to be something in between that. Like, I'm very happy that somebody wants to spend my life with his life with me. Like that was what you said that I thought, yeah, that's such a good point. And the same thing um, with the whole rehab, like for you to go, no, I'm glad he left. I'm glad he left. (laughs) And he like, I mean, it'd be so bizarre. Your brain would be like, no, you're not. Right. Right. So we have to sometimes be open-minded enough that we can find the something that our brain will believe and that will slowly move us toward that direction. I agree. Yeah. I I think of another example of people like who they, they have a job that pays the bills and provides the benefits and they've been there for a long time, but they really don't like their job. So it's that, well, you get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Is it? Or Rather than saying, I love my job, I love my job, I love my job, which your brain isn't going to believe you, let alone anyone else, because that's too far. There's that whole concept called cognitive dissonance when there's a contradiction between your thoughts and beliefs that your own brain, which is a brilliant organ, is like, that doesn't line up for me. I'm not believing. And it can be used for anything like um, if somebody is like, they've put on 20 pounds, let's say, and they look at themselves in their mirror and they're like, oh, look at me. I look like a fat slob. And they go, no, no, no. That's a bad thought. I don't want to choose that thought. I love my body. I love my body. I look beautiful. Again, no, your brain's not going to believe that. That's way too drastic Right. of a thought change. If instead it was look at your body and say, and I speak from experience <laughs> that I look and say, is this the direction you want to go? Like you're just putting weight on. Do, is that what you want to keep doing? Listen, self, because you know how oh I like boy. to Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I said self. I said self. <laughs> I did that just for you. Um, But I do, I get to a point where I'm like, no, I know I can do better or I know I can make better choices or I know I'm capable of change rather than something that I wouldn't believe for a second that like, oh, I'm so happy with how I look and then think that that's going to make it all better. It it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, positive affirmations are fabulous, fabulous. And, you know, I know you're a big believer, like stickies on the mirrors and that type of stuff. But it can't be so, okay, so I I am 250 pounds and I want to be 150 tomorrow when I wake up. (laughs) Like, you know, the magic wand is not going to work like that. So they do need to be realistic, but there still is, you know what? I'm excited. I am going to start losing weight. I am going to do this. Like you can still find something like I'm thankful that I drank enough water today. Like 
looking for those little things in something that is very overwhelming for you, maybe, and you know, losing hundred pounds is a, it's a huge, huge goal, but taking little chunks of it and finding the good or the job, like you were saying, like, don't go quit your job. We're not telling you go quit your job. We're saying if you're not happy though, maybe you should be on LinkedIn. Maybe you should be on Indeed and you should be looking when you get home at night instead of sitting and complaining or self-doubting how much you don't like your job. If you truly don't like it, then you need to start putting some ducks in a row so you can get out of it and get into a new job. But don't just like all balls out, quit like, hey, I don't like it. I'm out. I mean, that's yeah. I've done that. I did that in um, high school. I worked at Jack in a Box and um, it wasn't my first job, but it was really, really close to my house. And so my mom and dad are like, you should go work there. So they were hiring like a cashier slash hostess. And it was like my second or third day there. And they said I needed to go wash the dishes. And I'm like, what? No, no, I'm doing hostess and cashier. They're like, no, 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 you're going to come back and wash some dishes. You know, we need some help. And I'm like, no, you didn't hire me to wash dishes. And they were like, you, you don't understand. This is part of your job. And I walked out. I literally walked out of like, I'm done. I don't wash your dishes. That's not what I was hired for. My parents were so pissed off at me. Like, who you are? How have I known you for 30 years and you've never told me that story? That is hysterical. We are so different. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go wash it right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Nope. No, thank you. Nope. 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 Oh my gosh. I see. And I love that about you. I just, I mean, I know that's not how you would still want to be running your life, but no, heavens no, I would never leave a job. No, without having something else back to back up. Well, and you know, the thing is in all of those, like we always have two things we can change. We can do our best to change the circumstance or change our thought. And it depends on whatever the situation is. In Kelly's situation, she (laughs) changed her circumstance and no longer worked for Jack in the Box. Ta-da! That's the right where there. I would have been like, okay, I need a new thought. I wash dishes. Okay. <laughs> Where's my, nails, my nails will be so clean by the time I finish three hours of greasy, grimy pots and pans. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. And, but it is true, right? Like these are the, this is the power that we have. We can either do our best to change a circumstance. Some circumstances we don't have control to change though. The only thing we always have control to change would be the thought. So a lot of times it's changing the thinking. It's actually easier and a faster fix for a lot of people. But you kind of have to consider, you know, those options. I agree. I totally agree. And the more you take that time to think about it, the stronger you're creating that brain, that brain is this crazy muscle that is just, you have to train it though. And I think we, so many of us keep training it negatively. And, you know, right now we're, a lot of people are just in funks. And if we can just kind of help you pull those blinders to the side a little and actually look for something good, I mean, it's out there. It really, really is. We just got to keep searching for it 
and looking for the little, the little things because it'll snowball. Like those little things, like if you're building a snowman, you know, here in Southern California, how we do it so frequently, <laughs> Oh yes. you keep rolling that little snowball and you keep rolling it in the snow, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like that's how training your brain, training your muscles and your body, like you have to put the work in. It's not going to miraculously happen. And trust us, we still have a lot of crappy thoughts. I mean, we're in, our, our halos are not, mine's in a, like a cedar chest somewhere. I'm, I keep trying to find it every <laughs> once in a while, but like, it's okay. It, I'm, I'm totally okay. And I, with having crappy days and I have many of them, it's okay, but I'm going to find something grateful to be in this day after day, because otherwise it jacks with me and I get in a funk. I don't yeah. like my, I don't hate being in a funk. No, it doesn't feel good. It definitely doesn't feel good. And I know like right now, um, statistics are keep coming out of like all of the problems that are happening within homes and, and divorce rate is up and, and, you know, something that I read and I just really stuck with me and I hope it, I hope it speaks to one of you at this point in our podcast. And that is when we choose a belief like COVID is ruining this year for me. What's going to happen when we choose a belief like that is that your brain, because it is this brilliant organ, like Kel just mentioned, it's going to go find the things that support that belief so that it can be right. We like to be right. So when one more thing goes wrong in the news, when one more thing goes wrong in the family, (laughs) you're like, yep, there it is. I told you this is the worst year. But the opposite of that can be true too. You have to be open-minded to be like, There's been some tough things about 2020. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But there have been some amazing things about 2020 as well. It's if you're looking for these things that are good, you'll be more likely to find them than if you're looking to look for proof that things are bad. It happens happens in marriages all the time where somebody's like, I am not happily married. I haven't been happily married to this crummy guy for the past three years. He's just a jerk to be married to. He comes home with flowers and the wife can't even see that or appreciate it or even say thank you. Because at this point, she's just put it in her mind that he's just not a good guy. And I don't like roses. Why would you buy roses? Why would you even spend money on roses? They die so quickly. They're so expensive. Like I I can see it. I can totally see it instead of like, I cannot believe you thought of me today. Like you just made my whole day. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can inside be like, Oh, you probably spent a pretty penny on those roses. And you know what? You're worth it. You deserve those. So yeah. Instead of being the bitch, like yeah. turn it around there, there's so much, so much out there. There is. And there's no need to throw a fit. We really don't need to throw fits. What we need to do is take ownership of our thoughts, consider what can we change the circumstance or the belief that we have, and then find the gratitude that lies within. And for those of you who um, are playing along with us, thank you so much. Our gratitude journal challenge can be found on the Mel and Kel Show Facebook page and the Mel and Kel Show Instagram page. And we thank you so much for our friends who are over there talking about some of the things for which they are grateful. We'll continue that on. We still have a couple days left, but even if it's past that time, come on over, check it out, 
and be sure to talk to us because we really love talking with all of you. And if you have a chance, write a review. Give us some five stars. Tell us what you feel. And until we see you next week, we will see you on the socials. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Mel or Kel, be sure to follow them on Instagram at the Mel and Kel Show, or you can find them on their website at themelandkelshow.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.